Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Our guest today is Ed Tweehouse, and Ed has been a long, long, long time AGC in Missouri member and has volunteered to serve as the chair of our Governmental Affairs Policy Committee for this year. So, Ed, welcome and thank you. Thanks, uh, Lynn. I'm glad to be here. I'm not exactly sure that I'm thrilled with that last long you threw in there. (laughs) The truth is painful, The truth is painful. (laughs) Well, part of the reason for starting this podcast in the first place was to help our members get a better picture of what's going on in the advocacy world and in the governmental relations world. I know you just had a meeting of the Governmental Affairs Policy Committee, so could you walk through a few of the issues that are in play right now? I sure can. We did just finish a meeting. We've got a very active group on the uh, Governmental Affairs Committee. Uh, We had about 25 people on the call a while ago, plus three of our lobbyists. The group met for an hour and a half, and we talked about uh, several items that are going on in the Capitol right now that affect contractors. Now, Ed, you mentioned the lobbyists. Now, we have two lobbyists in Jefferson City, two lobbyists in St. Louis, and then the rest of the state is covered by volunteers, basically. That's correct. All right. Thank you. I'll just give you a short rundown of what we talked about today. Right now, in the House, uh, there is a bill called HB 1044, sponsored by Representative Ruth. And there is a somewhat corresponding bill in the Senate, SB 262, that is sponsored by Senator Schatz. Both of those bills would raise the uh, fuel tax two cents per year over a set number of years. Both of these pieces of legislation are still open and Originally, SB 262 was going to raise the fuel tax up to 15 cents over a period of time. I believe it was two cents a year. So the House bill is similar to that then? The House bill is similar to that, and general consensus amongst uh, our lobbyists is that SB 262 will probably be the vehicle that will end up coming out and that Ruth and Schatz We'll work together to uh, get that passed. Now, you mentioned this is two cents a year. Now, another component of that is that there is a refundable component to that two cents. Am I correct? That's correct. Motor vehicle users that are purchasing fuel and paying this tax are eligible to apply for an, a rebate uh, at the end of each year. And they can get that entire amount back if they so choose. And that would be a case of saving my receipts, sending them back in, and I get a check back from MoDOT or from the Missouri Highway Transportation. Currently, that's correct, yes. And I know that we have done some 
analysis internally at AGC of Missouri because people ask, well, what does that mean? I think the average motorist rebate would be somewhere between 11 to $15 annually Correct. for two cents? Correct. We were discussing that a while ago, comparing that to uh, our Starbucks purchases. And uh, if you go to Starbucks every day throughout the month, uh, you're spending about $400. Uh, if you pay the full $0.15 cents on the fuel tax, you'll be paying about 11 bucks a year. And this 11 to 13 bucks a year. What else are you all looking at? There is um, a bill out there, two bills out there, SB 96 and House Bill 529 that both mandate the use of uh, biofuels, biodiesel mandate. And those started out with a pretty good head of steam before session but have slowed down a little bit at this point we have been successful in uh, getting construction equipment fuel exempted from that but all heavy truck fuel will continue to have that in it if this passes and what's the status of those bills are those moving or are they just introduced any likelihood of those going anywhere they've both been out there since before session in different forms and they've been through committee but they're slowing down right now a little bit and it's looking like the chances of passage are getting kind of slim so obviously a big emphasis at least with these two bills of looking at transportation funding it's been 1996 since the last time anything was done on transportation funding so it sounds like some pent-up demand to do something here this session Uh, that would be correct yes also we've got a uh, hb 1164 that is being sponsored by representative griesheimer from uh, washington and it's a vehicle to allow contractors and facility owners utility owners the option to have their disputed utility break cases heard in front of a panel that was introduced shortly after session opened right now that's all it does and it's got a lot of details that need to still be worked out but it's getting ready to probably go into committee and be heard where some of those details can be worked out. But uh, it's something that AGC of Missouri right now is just keeping an eye on uh, to see where it goes. What's the current process for adjudicating those disputes? Uh, right, now, right now, by state statute, any dispute has to go to the attorney general of the state of Missouri and be heard by the attorney general by the admission of the attorney general's office and missouri one call that never happens so nobody's using the system currently so is a panel going to work any better who's going to be on the panel Uh, i knew you were going to ask me that one (laughs) the panel is going to consist of going by memory here three contractors three utility owners and at least one utility locator company 
and that's all that's going by memory so don't quote me totally there if it's wrong i'll edit it out there you go but this is something that's very very unusual it's never been done before and we believe that if this gets in place there's going to be an unheard of number of cases go in front of this board so it's really it's really an up in the air bill with a lot a lot of open holes in it a lot of questions to be answered a lot of things to be resolved if this is going to go anywhere right so we've got the two cent rebatable fuel tax we've got the bio diesel we have one call what else Uh, probably one of the more interesting subjects that we talked about today was st louis regional legislative issue Uh, it appears that the county has decided to implement a um, countywide prevailing wage st louis countywide prevailing wage and it was uh, signed into effect by executive order and then later on put in front of the uh, St. Louis County Council and approved. And mostly that piece of legislation allows for the implementation of a prevailing wage determined by the uh, Missouri Department of Labor and puts in place a an administrator of prevailing wage for the county past that it doesn't set out a lot of details about how it's supposed to be used and our legislative staff in st louis is telling us that those details are all going to be worked out in the next few months more to come more to come and then we've got the st louis mayor's race which is another beauty with four folks running four folks running in a very very interesting brand new election process where it's nonpartisan. all four candidates run and the top two run again yeah that's that's correct there are at least two candidates running for a seat they have to run in the primary against each other and then the top two vote getters have to run in the general election and like i said if there are at least two they have to run in both races ed i think sometimes people listening to this will think this is just sort of giving me a headache but you had over 20 people 20 volunteers on your governmental affairs policy committee this morning that discussed this so that really is an extremely committed hard-working group isn't it it is and i'm proud to uh, serve with them this is my third or fourth time as a governmental affairs committee uh, chair and i'm on the end of a two-year term right now and i have just been extremely thrilled to serve with all of these people over the years it's an extremely knowledgeable hard-working dedicated group of individuals that are available on a moment's notice some of the issues that we deal with and the time constraints that we have to deal with are amazing i mean it's it's simply it simply says a lot about agc and their membership that this group works as tirelessly and 
educate themselves on the issues as much as they do so that we can make uh, intelligent, informed decisions for AGC. And I know one of the things you were involved when we were working on the merger between AGC of St. Louis and AGC of Missouri, and one of the real arts and sciences of that was to ensure that the governmental and advocacy work was a balance between urban, rural, large, small, union, open shop, majority, minority, all the different folks who we represent. And I think that Governmental Affairs Policy Committee is probably a high point or is super emblematic of how well a diverse group of contractors can work together. I agree with that, and I, I mean this totally as a compliment. You cannot listen into any of our calls or walk into any of our in-person meetings and tell who is the super big contractor, who is the super small contractor, uh, who the open shop contractor is, who the union contractor is. There's just a great deal of respect between everybody that serves and uh a great deal of respect for everybody's opinion. It's an interesting, interesting group of people. Well, that's our status to date. What's ahead? What's ahead? We've got a couple of events coming up that uh, are sponsored by the uh, AGC of Missouri and the Governmental Affairs Committee. We've just finished up with our legislative day on January 27th, and Uh, That was in the middle of snow, sub-zero temperatures, and uh, the Capitol being partially closed for COVID. Other than that, there were no real problems. Other than that, it was a breeze. (laughs) We had 14 committee members show up, and we met with 23 legislators, which was a pretty uh, astounding number considering the fact that most of the legislators were not meeting with the public. And when they are meeting with the public, they were allowing only two or three uh, constituents in the office at any one time. So to to get us into 23 legislators in a day was uh, a pretty good task. And hats off to Denise Hasty for getting that done for us because the logistics of getting that coordinated and making sure that everybody is in the appropriate room at the appropriate time and not irritating the uh, legislators is a pretty big feat. And that makes a significant impact for our industry and for our message. Absolutely. Every legislator that we go talk to looks at AGC of Missouri as the voice of construction in Missouri, and they, they seek us out. We very seldom ever get a no when we ask to come talk to a legislator, and they are interested in our opinion, and they give us all the time that we usually need to try to make our points with them. Uh, If we're successful in getting them to see it our way, sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't, but we, we have access. Never any harm in trying. Right. We just had a contractor speak up day on February 24th, and that is where any AGC member that would like to can sign up Denise Hasty again will coordinate that for you and you can go to the Capitol and speak to a number of legislators uh, however many we can get however many you would like to speak to or how many are available uh, this past 
uh, like I said, February 24th, we had five participants come up and they spoke with 13 legislators. We have four more of those dates coming up. We have one on March 10th, March 24th, April 7th, and April 21st. And again, this makes a huge difference. The legislators love to see their constituents. They love to talk to their their constituents and it it makes a difference. And with all those bills, those are some bills that are very important to our industry. Absolutely. Our annual reception is uh, at the Ameristar Casino on April 22nd. Uh, It's going to be a completely live event this year and um, we are looking to get our numbers back up and have a good showing there. We have a special new event this year uh, sort of a new event we have a extremely modified old event uh, <laughs> we've been doing uh, pack sporting clays in northeast missouri and st louis for several years probably 20 plus and this year we are combining all of our events in one day on may 7th and we're doing an event at uh, St. Louis Trap and Skeet. We're doing one at Prairie Grove in Columbia, and we're doing one uh, between Branson and Springfield at Ozark Shooters Club. And uh, we'll be doing a pack sporting clays event at each of those, and 100% of the proceeds go to fund fund our pack. Which is critically important to make sure that Missouri legislators still recognize AGC in Missouri as the voice of the industry. Uh, pack money and our expertise in the uh, industry is what gets us access. So May the 7th, we'll see a cloud of smoke hovering over the state. Contractors with shotguns. <laughs> Anything else? The pack golf outing is May 17th at Glen Echo Country Club. Wonderful. Well, it sounds like a lot of opportunities for people to participate either by meeting with legislators, staying engaged in the process. I know that there are times when we reach out to folks, maybe they need to write a letter, maybe they need to make a call to their personal senator or representative. There's the visits, there are the fundraising opportunities, a very active committee. Uh, It is a very active committee. I've been involved in uh, our strategic planning initiative a couple of times, and Advocacy always comes out as one of the number one things that AGC of Missouri should do for contractors. And we have an extremely active, extremely good advocacy program. And in the world of advocacy, we can never have too many people involved, and we can never have too much financial support in the pack. That is absolutely correct. Two years ago, we were recognized as one of the top PACs in the state of Missouri, and we've been continuing to grow our numbers, so that's that's pretty impressive. And the PAC supports people on both sides of the aisle who are friendly to our causes. Absolutely, absolutely. One thing that I didn't mention, we've started something a little bit different that we haven't been normally doing. We're looking at regional legislative issues and we've always looked at and monitored and tried to affect St. Louis regional uh, legislative issues. But we've had requests from members who are wanting us to help out, 
help throughout the state. So we're going to start looking at southeast Missouri, southwest Missouri, mid-Missouri, and the KC area as far as members needing help with legislative issues in their local areas. So if anybody comes up with anything that they need help with legislatively in those areas, you can call Lynn or Denise and we, the committee, will be glad to take a look at those and see if we can help. So as the chapter continues to grow and expand in this new model, it's been over six years that the groups have been merged, but I think we're still working our way through making things better. This is another outcome of that, that we can not only be strong statewide, but be strong at the local level across the state also. Uh, that's correct. I mean, we, we are AGC of Missouri. Ed, you are a battle-scarred veteran of the political wars that we have faced over the many years. I can't thank you enough for all your hard work. Not a problem, Glenn. Glad to do it. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO on almost any podcast platform that you use. We hope you do subscribe and continue to listen as we move forward with this important project for the construction industry. To access our prior podcasts, visit www.agcmo.org, not only for podcasts, but for additional information about AGC of Missouri.